0: Because of Rita, I got on the news. Because of Rita, I had fifteen speaking engagements last year. Because of Rita, I've become a six-figure business owner. Because, because of Rita, because of Rita, Rita, Rita be I've you. doubled You're my revenue by, by doubling employee. my clients. I'm Rita, business strategist, speaker, and success coach. Also known as the gal who went on thirty-five dates in thirty-five days and blogged all about it. And this is the Rita Mimi Do It Show where every week I bring you the real information about what it takes to go all in on your dreams so that you can build a profitable business and live a positive life. Some weeks I'll have a guest and others it'll be just you and me, like we're out on my deck sharing a bottle of wine. The conversation, yeah, it'll be that real. Hi, everybody. Hello happy wednesday how are you it is so good to be back here again today so um just so you guys know like over here is my podcast microphone because i am going to air this as my podcast episode this week that is how good i think this topic is so i am so excited um First, I wanted to say thank you for understanding that I couldn't be with you last week. I have gotten, I have received so many incredibly kind messages. Um, For those of you who don't know, I had a dog, um, as many of us do. This dog was my only animal. I don't have children, so this dog was my only pet. And I've had the dog since he was born. Like he literally birthed into my hand. And not this past weekend, but the weekend before, we had to say goodbye to him. And so that was incredibly hard. I took the week off from Facebook Live. I took the week off from my podcast. So for all of those, all of you listening to my podcast, all of you here for the Facebook Live, thank you so much for understanding. And also thank you guys for your incredibly kind words um, and all of the greetings and the messages that I've received. I really, um, I really appreciate it. But I am really excited to be back with you today. We have a really great topic. Hello, how are you? So today we're talking about the three things that I did that got me fully booked with a waiting list and also helped me hit six figures in my business in the first year of my business. Because these are three things that I have noticed over the course of time. These are the same Three things that have helped so many other people hit exceed all of their goals. And when you hear the same people over and over who you admire and your mentors and all, saying, Oh yeah, these are the same three things that help me. These are you're like, I have to tell people. <laughs> I have to tell people what these three things are because they're simple. Now I'm I don't like the word easy because I don't believe that building a business is easy. It's not the easiest thing you've ever done, right? But I believe that these three things are simple. And in fact, I know that they can get implemented in your business right away. Hi, Lana. Good morning. Um, good morning, everybody. I'm I'm so excited for this topic. So um, so I'm gonna share them with you, right? But first, I kind of wanna know. So this is as always, these Facebook lives are interactive. Um, so I wanna know, and guys, again what this is over here. This is my podcast microphone. So it's not going to be the best quality podcast you've ever heard because my mouth isn't right up to the microphone, but still so important. I wanted this to go both places this week. Um. So I'm curious, what is a goal that you currently have in your business? Like right now, is it to get fully booked with a waiting list? Is it to get a client? Is it to get your first client? Is it to hit... A certain revenue goal or a certain sales goal? Is it to hit um, a certain goal like for an opportunity? Do you want to get on the news? Do you want to speak more? Like tell me what's going on for everybody who's here. And if you're watching on replay and if you're listening on the podcast, feel free to email me at feedback at readamamedua.com and let me know all of this as well. But what I'd love to know is what is a current goal? that you have in your business, whether it's to get a client, get three clients, get fully booked, get a certain revenue. Like, hi, Whitney, oh my goodness, the gang is here. I'm so excited, I'm so excited. So tell me, right, what is a goal that you have? Now, I don't know how many of you saw a post that I shared today in my community, The All-In Entrepreneur, and I know that all of you watching on Facebook Live, you're in The All-In Entrepreneur, but if you're on my podcast, (laughs) if you're listening on my podcast and you're not in The All-In Entrepreneur, trust me, you're going to want to head over there and join these incredible entrepreneurs who are really supporting each other to grow their business. But um, I don't know how many of you saw a post that I put in The All-In Entrepreneur today about a client who hired me she was she is an instructional designer so what that means right is she creates like educational learning right for for a company right that that's what she did she worked for a fortune 500 company as a i'm sorry i said edu- instructional design client okay like she she's an instructional design client i said that really confusing sorry guys it's been like a week right so for all of you out there on my podcast, this is the way it is on my Facebook lives. Uh, I have a little more control over my podcast. But welcome to my world. So she she did instructional design, meaning she worked for a Fortune 500 company and her whole job was to create like trainings, right? Trainings, like digital trainings and resource courses and all of this for this company. But she left that Fortune 500 company to start her own business and she had been running That business for like six months. And she called me to hire me because she was frustrated um, that she hadn't signed her first client yet. And she was like, if I don't sign a paid client soon, I'm going to have to get a job. So I don't know how many of you feel like that or how many of you have ever felt like that in your business. Like, if I don't get one client or if I don't get the next client or if I don't pull in this much revenue, I'm going to have to go get a job. Like, a job, I'm going to have to go. And do that. So, um, if you've ever felt like that, feel free to share that in the comments. I know you're not alone. I felt like that. I've shared that story a million times. I know many of the members of the All In Entrepreneur have been there. But this is how this client was feeling right now. I'm going to tell you her story in a little bit. But I told her the three things. I said, okay. So I'm going to tell you more detail. Don't worry. But I dug into it with her, and I said, hey, the three things that I did. To get fully booked. The three things I did to hit six figures in my business. These are the same three things you're not doing that I believe that if you did, you would hit your goals. And she did them. And she did. She got fully booked, right? And she hit six figures in her business in the next six months that followed. So this is why I'm excited to share these with you. So tell me your goals. So I see Valerie. Hi, Valerie. Valerie says, I want to automate my business to take back some of my time. Okay. So the act of automating, right? The act of putting a system or a process or a workflow or a sales flow or something together um, in her business so that she can take back more of her time while still pulling in, right? The the clients to make the impact and to make the money that she wants. So the three things that I did to grow my business (laughs) are the three things that I told this client that helped her in the next six months get fully booked and hit her revenue goal. And these are also the same three things that um, I, I don't know. How many of you do listen to my podcast? If you're here on Facebook Live, just say yes or no in the comments if you listen to my podcast. For all of you listening to my podcast, I know you listen to my podcast. So I had a guest Paul C. Brunson, on my episodes one and two. He was my very first guest on my podcast. So if you're just catching this episode, go back to episode one and two. If you've never listened to my podcast, what a great place to start to listen to the first two episodes where I had Paul C. Brunson on as my guest. And Paul is incredible. If you don't know who Paul is, I mean, his... CV right his resume is a million miles long but he is a multimillionaire who has um started and run many businesses he's a business columnist for USA today he is the host of celebs go dating he is uh he was the co-host of Love Town USA with Oprah Winfrey he built the number one like largest and most successful matchmaking agency in the entire world. I mean, his his litany, his list goes on and on, right? But I say this because in those podcast episodes, it was uncovered that these same three things, the three things I've shared before, the three things I told my client were the same three things that helped Paul grow his business, hit multi-million dollars, and get discovered by Oprah Winfrey. And it turns out that these are the same three things that Oprah looks for to determine if an entrepreneur is going to be successful in business. right? So when I started Node, and the reason I knew these three things is because my business coach told me these three things when I was starting my business, and I was frustrated because I didn't have the clients I wanted. I wasn't making the money I wanted when I just started my business. And so I hired a business coach because I did not want to stay in that place very long right? That wasn't the point of starting my business. And she told me these things. So I'm seeing, and then as I'm in mastermind groups, as I'm working with other people, it's the same three things, guys, the same three things. It doesn't matter what your goal is to get a client, to get a speaking gig, to get on the news, to get fully booked with a waiting list, to hit six figures, to hit seven figures, to to automate your business, to uh, launch a group coaching course, to to have a successful Instagram account or YouTube channel, right? Like, it's the same stuff, guys. It's the same, same stuff. And so I'm going to share it like with you today because you should know these three things, right? Like, how many of you, like, obviously this is like a cheesy question, but how many of you out there would love to know these three things? If you want to know the three things, say me in the comments, right? No, but really, if you want to know the three things, say me. And I'll tell you a little secret about Facebook, right? The more that you guys comment and engage, the more other people will see this in their feed and the more they can come in and they can get the same benefit. Until then, if there aren't a lot of comments and interaction, right? So this is a secret, guys. Not a secret, but like a tip for your own Facebook lives. If there aren't a lot of comments and interaction, it doesn't show up on other people's feeds, right? Thank you, Valerie. Valerie is like me. I want to know. So I know it sounds cheesy, but like I'm trying to get comments because I, I want a lot of people to know this. This changed my entire business. This changed Paul's life, right? This changes people's lives. And they're so, again, not easy, but they are simple. They are simple things. So before i get to that right um so make sure guys episodes one and two with paul of my podcast but before i get to that what strategies are you guys using to get clients i'm curious so like um or to make revenue or to you know uh, to to pull in the clients and revenue because even valerie who wants to automate her business it's to make more money (laughs) it's to have more clients. so what strategies are you using to get clients to get visible to nurture relationships, to sell your services, to sell your products. I'm curious, share in the comments, what are you doing? So people are always like, well, I'm networking, or I'm speaking, or I'm using Facebook ads, or I have a podcast, or I'm doing Facebook lives, or whatever it is. So I'm curious, let me know what are you guys doing right now? So Valerie's running a free challenge, right? That's giving great value, like a, a challenges are a great way to give value, to pull in awareness and to pull in, you know, potential clients into your business. What else? What are your strategies right now to get clients, to make revenue? And, and while you're sharing this with me, and again, if you're listening on the podcast, feel free to email me at feedback at it.com and let me know what you're doing as well. So Valerie says she's posting on social media. She's trying out Instagram Reels. Oh, s- some people have to. <laughs> I am not an, in- I am an Instagram story gal. I am not an Instagram Reels gal. I just, I don't know. I-, I know it's not my age because many people my age or older are successfully using Instagram Reels. I just don't think my brain works like that. I don't know. Maybe I'll give it a go, Valerie. Maybe I'll give it a go. But what are you guys, and I'm curious, in addition to what you're doing to get clients, what have you tried that you've ruled out like as not working? I'm curious, like share that too. So what are some strategies that you've tried and you like wrote them off saying, you know what, that didn't work. So I've had clients before say, well, I tried a vendor table to get clients and that didn't work. Or I tried networking at a certain kind of group, and that didn't work, or or I'm posting in Facebook groups, and that's just not working, or I'm doing Facebook Lives, and that's not working, (laughs) or I'm posting on LinkedIn. So I'm curious, and again, if you're catching this on replay, please share with me like while you're watching, what strategies are you using to get clients right now, and what strategies have you written off as these strategies don't work, Okay um valerie says with her reels she has a small following of just over 100 and she got over 1200 views on her last reel so i'll try it i don't know we'll see i'll tell you what i won't do and i'm not judging the people that do it but i'm not dancing around and pointing at things i just i can't do it um i'm like terrible with like hand eye coordination <laughs> So like I can just foresee all kinds of things messing up. But anyway, tell me, guys, you guys are being really I know it's Wednesday. It's for people who are here on the Facebook Live. It's Wednesday. It's early in the morning for you on the podcast. It's Thursday or Friday or Saturday. I have no idea when you're listening to this. So it could be any time. But guys, come on, let's go like. Valerie says no dancing needed. Okay, so what strategies are you using? So Valerie's doing a challenge, posting on social media, using video, right? What strategies are you using to get clients and what strategies have you written off as not working, okay? But I'm gonna go back to my story about the client who is the instructional designer who hired me because again, she had left a Fortune 500 company where she had worked her way up, right? She had worked her way up the corporate ladder, she hit that glass ceiling or whatever you want to call it, and she she was just ready. She was like, "You know what? I think if I want to get everything out of the next stage of my career, that I want to get, I have to run my own business." So she quit. She started her own company doing instructional design for other businesses, right? Helping businesses like me, helping businesses like you create instructional courses and and trainings and all kinds of things for their own for their clients. So she left to do that. It had been six months. She, her first six months of business, she had not signed one client. She was really frustrated and she was worried. She was like, you know, if I don't get a paid client soon, I'm going to have to go back to get a job somewhere, anywhere. I'm going to have to get a job. I can't keep doing this. So at that moment, she was like, but I want to be able to say that I tried everything that I could and I'm going to hire a business coach. And I'm so honored that she reached out to me and she hired me. Right. So we were, um, you know, she was like, what I want to do, Rita, is I really want like a full client load. I mean, who doesn't? Right. So I dug into two things. I dug into the strategies that she was using to get clients. I said, tell me, What you're doing to get clients. You're saying you're struggling to get a client. You haven't gotten your first client. What are you doing? And she said a whole bunch of different things, right? She said, I am posting in Facebook groups. I am posting on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram. I'm doing Facebook Lives. I'm doing... Um, I'm using stories on Instagram and Facebook. I've got up. She had a blog. She was on Twitter. She was trying to uh, go to networking. She was going to networking in person. She was networking online. Mm-hmm. She was nurturing her LinkedIn contacts. She was writing a few articles like on medium.com and publishing those. She was trying to write an ebook, right? There was a lot that she was doing. She was trying to get interviewed on podcasts. Like there was a lot that she was doing to try to get in those clients, to build awareness, and to nurture the relationship to get a client. So I'm curious, how many of you have a list of of different things that you're doing in your business, like a whole bunch of different things? Does that sound... Like you, are you on Instagram and you're on Facebook and you're posting in Facebook groups? Maybe you've got a blog, you're doing videos, you're going out networking, you're networking online. Maybe you're public speaking. Maybe you have vendor tables. Maybe you have like exhibitor tables. Maybe you're writing articles. Maybe you're trying to get quoted in the media. Um, Like all of these things, right? But she was trying to do a lot of them. And this is something that I see with many entrepreneurs, right? That they've got all of these ways and they're frustrated because they're like, I'm doing all of the things and I'm not building my business. So that was one thing I dug in, to, right? So if that sounds familiar or similar to you, let me know. But then I said, Okay, so what do you have? Like, what are you offering? And she said, Well, I just have one offering. It's a premium high end offering. That's it. I have a premium high end offering and that's what I want people to buy. And so far, I've had sales calls. I've had people interested in what I do, but then they're not ready for that. They're like, oh, I'm not, I'm not ready for that thing. That's, that's a little more than I wanted. She's like, so I can't find people, right, for that offering. So Lana says, "I'm right now I'm just using Facebook, concentrating on one thing. Well, that's good, Lana. You also have a spoiler alert with that, right? So, <laughs> um, but she's like, I just can't find people. So I said, well, what is stopping you What's stopping you? Said you want a client. What is stopping you from getting a client? And she's like, Rita, you don't get it. I would do anything to get a client. So, how many of you feel like that? Maybe you haven't gotten your first client yet and you're like, I would do anything to get a client. Or maybe there's a certain revenue goal that you want to hit and you're like, I would do anything to hit that revenue goal. Or maybe it's getting fully booked. And you're like, I would do anything to get fully booked. Or maybe it's getting paid to speak. And you're like, I would do anything to be a paid speaker. Or I would do anything to have my successful course. Or I would do anything to write. That's how she felt. She's like, nothing is stopping me, Rita. I'm trying to do everything. I would do anything to get this client. And I said, well, then why don't you have the client? And she's like, well, I can't find the right people. I can't find people who are willing to pay me for that premium offer. Rita, are you not listening? That's what she said to me. I remember she's like, Rita, are you not listening? Like I'm telling you what's stopping me from getting a client is that no one is willing to pay me that premium rate. And I said, well, okay. so why don't you just go get a client? Like if you want a client, why don't you just go get a client? And she was so frustrated with me. She's like, Rita, you're not listening. I'm trying everything that I can to get a client, right? Like I am trying to do every single thing that I can to get a freaking client, but they don't wanna pay my premium rate. And I was like, look, I'm really confused. You say all you want is a client. Is that true? She's like, yes. I said, so go get a client. And she was like, oh my gosh, Rita, you are not listening. I said, no, I want you to go get a client. I want you to go get a client for free. And she was like, whoa, 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 whoa." time out. She was like, I can't afford that. I can't afford to take on a free client or multiple free clients, Rita. I can't afford to do that. And I said, well, she said, and then she said, Rita, did you not hear the first part of this? If I don't make money soon, I'm going to have to go get a job. Right. So if I don't figure out how to get a paid client soon, I'm going to have to go get a job. And you're telling me to take on a client for free. You're telling me to even take on multiple clients, maybe potentially for free. I can't afford to do that. And I said, I don't know how you can afford not to do that. And she was like, I don't know. I don't know what you mean. I said, look, here is your current situation. Your current situation is no money, no clients. No money, no clients, right? If you go get a free client, we have not changed your money situation. You're still in the no money situation, but now you have a client. So we've improved your situation, right? Right now, you are no money, no clients. You are doing all the things. She had listed all the strategies. She was trying to get the clients, right? She was everywhere doing everything. She had this premium offering. She couldn't get anybody to say yes to it. She had no clients and no money. And I said, okay, we'll go get a client. She's like, I can't afford that. I can't afford a free client. You're still not making any money. We haven't changed that. You still have no money, but now you have a client. And I told her the client is the thing that will get you the paid clients, right? By having one client, that's the thing, right? Now you have a client because see, when she'd market, right? When I really dug into her marketing, when I had her do like sample sales calls with me when i had her do like all of this stuff right which i do with with my private clients like when i dug into this there were a few things that i saw right and what i saw was her energy and i don't mean like energy like this right like bubbly like her physical energy was there her mental energy however was off and this is what i mean by that she like she didn't have a belief in her own premium offering because she had never had a client to see the evidence that it worked. Does that make sense? Like she had a thought that, yes, this is why I created this offer. I created this offer. I created this package. I created this way of working with people because I know that this is what they need. Right? I know it. So she inherently knew it. She knew this is what people needed to get from point A to point Z. And she also inherently knew that she's good at what she does as an instructional designer, because she had been an instructional designer at a Fortune 500 company for many, many years, right? So she had been an instructional designer for many, many years. So her marketing was like, you need me. When I work with clients, I do this. This is what we'll do. Like, these are the results that you'll get, right? Like, this is the way you market, right? People want to know, why do I need you? What results am I getting? But here's what she couldn't do. <clears throat> here's a mental energy she couldn't show up with. What you really need to do, right, to attract clients, whether it's for a premium offering, I mean, like, especially for a premium offering, but really for any offering, is to be able to say, I am good at what I do. I get people results. Like for me, it's 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 a given that people want a business coach to help grow their business to me. But why do you want me? Why do you want Rita as a business coach, right? And I need to be able to say, because I get these results for people. I am unlike any other coach out there. Here is what I do. Here is what people say about me. Like here is the experience that I create. Here is what you won't get anywhere else. This is why you need me. So not just why you need the thing, but this is why you need it to be for me, right? Like uh, a pin is a pen. Why do you need to buy a pen from me, right? Why do you need to buy a thing from me? So I need to be able to step into that, right? So even though she knew that she was good at what she did, and even though she knew that what she did could help people, the energy she could not step into in her marketing was she was the best, Right, And she also could not step into full confidence that what she was doing would produce those results because while she knew that her offering would produce the results, she had no evidence to back that up because she had never had a client. So that made her energetically hold back from making a lot of statements and showing up in a certain way right? because she couldn't really say it with full authority and belief. Does that make sense? How many of you have tried something new and felt that same way? I know I hear this from clients all the time who try to create a new group coaching program or try to create some kind of course or try to create a masterclass or try to create whatever, and they've never done it before. And they've never had that package, that offering, that thing. And there's a lot of hesitancy around being able to say with full belief and authority that it will do a certain thing when you don't have the evidence yet to back that up. Right. Valerie just said, yes, <laughs> like yes, yes, yes. Right. Like when you don't have the evidence that your product or service does a thing like really produces it when you haven't seen that, when you don't have that evidence, it's hard to show up with full belief and authority that this is the thing you need because it will do this thing. And I am the best at administering this thing, giving this thing, creating this thing, (laughs) delivering this thing. Right. And that's where my client was. And it doesn't matter what rate, like, yes, she was trying to sell a premium rate product, but it doesn't matter what rate. So do you see that no matter what, if you have that issue, you're not going to show up in a way that will attract the people who have full belief in it as well, or who feel that authority from you, right? Who feel like, yes, I need this thing. So I said, okay, like, you need to go get a free client because if you get a free client, then you're going to be able to say that. You will have the evidence to back that up. Does that make sense? Are you guys following that? Right? Like you'll know what it's like. I mean, she thought she sounded very sure when she was doing marketing in her writing, in her lives, in her videos, in her sales calls. She thought. I sound really confident. I know instructional design will help you. Instructional design will help you get these. Like, you need instruction, an instructional designer to create these courses that will do this thing. Like she's like, I feel certain in that. But that's not the only thing. Like people, if people are looking for what you do, they kind of know they need what you do, right? Like they know they need a piece of art, right, Lana? Or they know that they need a certain course or a certain skill or a certain whatever, right? That's not their issue. They know they need that. They're trying to decide where they're going to buy it from, right? And they want to know that you believe in your own things and that you, you say that with full belief and authority, right? So she thought she sounded sure. But when we really dug in, there was a lot of imposter syndrome going on around not believing that she could really produce those results. Around not believing or being worried, not even so much not believing, but having a hesitancy or a doubt or some uncertainty that what she was doing, right, an offering would actually create those results. She had a hesitation because her her premium offering was $25,000, right? And she's like, I I don't believe that people are going to pay me $25,000 for this because she had no evidence that anybody would would think it was worth $25,000, right? She had no evidence to back this up. So she was creating her own results. Does that make sense? Because she was like, I don't know that people are gonna pay $25,000. I'm not sure that this is gonna be good. I'm not sure that this will really produce the results. Not because she didn't believe it, but because she had never seen it to be true. So it just didn't kick in that final like, Oomph, right. For her to like go in with that full authority and belief. And so I said, look, you have to break this cycle. You have to break the cycle. So you show up with full authority and belief. And the fastest, quickest and only way to break the cycle is to get a client right once you have a client once you deliver the service once you see the impact it makes once you see you'll be able to to step into that full authority and belief once you know that somebody says i would have paid a million dollars for this right you're going to feel really good about this you have to break the cycle you don't have money anyway so what's the big deal of taking a client for free you're still not going to have money you don't have it now doing what you're doing right and we all know that to get something you don't have you have to do something that you're not doing right And so I was like, so this is the only way, right? How many of you are resonating with this before I move on, before I move on to the next thing, right? So I said, look, it's, she kept saying, and one thing I want to highlight, and I wrote this down, I want to make sure I don't miss this. She kept saying, but Rita, I need clients. I mean, right, everything she had said to me was, I'm impatient, I'm impatient for clients. I just want my first client, and she kept saying, "Rita, I would do anything for a client. I would do." She kept focusing on feeling impatient for a client, but when I told her, "We'll just go get a client. Go get a client for free," and she was like, "No," I was like, "Okay, you're not impatient for clients. You're solving for the wrong problem. You're not impatient for clients. You're impatient." for what clients will bring you, the ability to make an impact, the money that you're going to make, the lifestyle that, you know, everything that will come from being fully booked, everything that will come from reaching that revenue, everything that will come, that's what you're impatient for. But you're not impatient for a client. Because if you just wanted a client, you'd go get a client, right? So if you're kind of saying the same thing, like, I'm really, I just really want a full group or I really want to be fully booked with a waiting list or I really want to speak or then just go do the thing for free, go speak for free, go ask however, if 10 people fully, if you have five clients and you need five more to be fully booked, go get five more clients so you can say with full authority and belief, I know what it's like to be fully booked. I am fully booked. I have a waiting list, right? If you want a full group coaching program, just go get people to sign up for your group coaching program, right? Go go fill a group for free so you can say, I've run a group. I know that this group works. I have this group. I'm not sure who this is because it says Facebook user. Oh, so I'm peeking over at Facebook. I see that it's Kim. Kim says, I even traveled to do free keynotes and presentations. I still use those recommendations to this day, it kicked off my biz completely. I also offered courses at a discount for individual leadership cases. Yes, so this is at any, so especially when you're starting, but whenever you're starting anything new, right? At any level of your business, like if you're impatient to do that thing, like go do that thing. But the reason people aren't, they're waiting for the ideal client to pay the ideal rate for the ideal offering for the ideal... Because they're not actually impatient for the clients or the full group or the speaking or the whatever, they're impatient for what that will bring them. Does that make sense? She was impatient for results. And what I want to tell you is that it is the impatience for results that will keep you from getting results. When you are impatient for results, it will keep you from getting results, right? The impatient, I think I said, I did like a... I quote myself a lot, guys. And so I quoted myself on Instagram and it was like, the impatience for results is the thing that is keeping you from results, right? If you want to get paid to speak, you're like, I'm a great speaker. I want to get paid to speak, right? But you're not really impatient for speaking. You're impatient for the money, right? You're impatient to be paid to speak. So what happens is you're not going to accept anything for free because you're like, no, I want money for speaking. So I'm not going to accept anything but this thing. That attitude, that mentality is going to keep you from getting paid to speak, right? It's like you won't take anything but this, right? I want my ideal client. So I'm not going to take anything but an ideal client. <laughs> That's going to keep you from getting your ideal clients. Right? I don't want anything but this rate for what I do. Well then that's going to keep you from getting that rate, right? Like do you see what I'm saying? So if you want to be fully booked and you're impatient, you're in, and you're impatient for what the fully booked means for your income, right? What happens is when you're impatient for results, you're making fear-based decisions because you're making it from a scarcity-based place because you're focused on what you don't have. Does that make sense? Like, you're focused on, I'm not fully booked. I don't have the money I want. Like my client, the instructional designer, she was like, I don't have the money. I'm going to have to go get a job, right? And whenever we're in this place of lack or we're focused on what we don't yet have or we're in this like kind of area of scarcity, we are making fear-based decisions. (laughs) And I don't know anyone anyone that has ever said, you know how I built my successful multi-million dollar business on the back of fear-based decisions? Like, no, right? Like they've never built it on the back of freebies and they've never built like just doing free resources and they've never built it on the back of fear-based decisions, right? But you have to make decisions from a place of what's in the best interest of your business. And this is what I tell my clients, my private clients and clients in my mastermind, right? I run a mastermind group called the Six Figure CEO Mastermind. And one thing about, quote unquote, stepping into the shoes of a CEO is to untangle yourself from the business. You are a person who runs a business. You are not a business, Your personal financial situation should not dictate the decisions that you make in your business. Does that make sense? And one of the best ways I ever heard this explained, and it's like an example that I use, is let's say that, let's think about Target or Walmart or some giant big store, right? Like the owner of these big retail stores aren't coming in going, oh my gosh, guys, team, (laughs) My hot water heater broke down and my roof caved in. So I need us to have a big sale. So scrap all the plans, Target. We're having a big sale because me as a CEO, I need water for my, I need money for my hot water heater and I need money for my roof, right? That's not the way decisions are made about what's going to happen at Target from the personal financial situation of the CEO, right? Like there are decisions because it's what's in the best interest for the business. Now the CEO might get a bonus. The CEO might have a compensation plan. The CEO might have right. But this but you're not making this but yet solo purduers do this a lot. Single member LLCs, single member businesses, sole proprietors, like right, they do this often. They make decisions in their business from a place of their personal financial situation and not from a place of what's in the best interest of their business. Yes. True. Is this resonating? I'm curious. Comment. Been there. I was there, guys, when I started. That's what led me to I was making terrible decisions because when I first started my business, I've shared this story before. Right now, I was quick to go get a business coach and change this. Right. But. When I started, I didn't have the money I wanted. I didn't have the clients I wanted. And I was like, I'm going to have to go back and get a job. But that scarcity-based mindset and focusing on what I didn't have right, led me to marketing in all the places and all the ways and trying to do all the things. And more that I'm going to talk about here in a minute, I had so many different offerings and so many different ways of working with people. And I was saying no to people because I was like, I can't afford a client at this rate. I need a client at this rate, right? Like that's what's going to keep me from having to go get a job. This is what I need, right? So I'm, I'm going to say no to all of this so I can say yes to this. And like all of those decisions, do you see what I'm saying? Just does this make sense, right? That you're you're making decisions from a fear-based place when you are impatient for results, right? So you have to really get clear. Am I impatient for a client? Am I impatient to be fully booked with a waiting list? Am I impatient for a full group coaching program? Am I impatient for running a digital course? Am I impatient for a speaking engagement? Or am I impatient for what that will bring me from the results that that will bring me financially, results in my life, results in my whatever? Because if you're just impatient for a client, if you're just, you can just go get a free client, you can go fill a group for free, you can offer to speak for free, you can do all of this stuff for free, right? And so I share this because my mentor, right, one of my mentors and a dear friend, now he was my mentor, I still call him a mentor, he's really a peer, a colleague, a dear friend of mine, Paul Brunson, the person I told you about at the beginning, right, who is on episodes one and two of the Rita Made Me Do It show podcast, guys. Um. In his first year of business, right? So this is what I said. These three things that I'm telling you are the same three things he used, the same three things Oprah uses to decide whether an entrepreneur is going to be successful or not, right? And in his first year, Paul decided, right, his first year, he was like, I'm going to be a matchmaker and this is what I'm going to do. And he called his first year his due diligence year for a full 365 days, right? He said, all I'm going to do is Read up on everything I need to read up on about this industry, and I'm going to get experience, and I'm going to get experience by getting fully booked, having a full matchmaking agency for free. He took on clients pro bono. He filled his entire matchmaking agency for one year. For one year, he sacrificed income because he said, do you know what your most important asset is, especially at the beginning of your business? but besides yourself at the beginning at when you're just starting your business or you're just starting something the most important and valuable asset is experience not money he knew experience was more valuable than money right now i get it people are like read i got to pay bills i got to do things i got that's a whole other thing there's another whole way like to do that and he was fortunate in that he had an ability to sacrifice income for a year. I'm not telling you all that you have to live in poverty for a year to do this or other ways to, to do this exact same thing. Okay. So that's a, if that's, if you're like, Rita, I want to do this, I just don't know how, well, then click and schedule a clarity call with me and we can see if there are any resources or ways of working with me that I have that can help you do that. Right. So that's a very individual thing. So I'm not telling you all, don't eat, don't pay your rent. Don't. <laughs> Rita's not making you do any of that. Rita's not making you do any of that, right? So Paul said, experience is the most important thing. I know that. So I need as much experience as possible. So the easiest way to get the experience is to remove the paywall. (laughs) Remove the paywall and just get the experience, right? Because only by having experience can you charge the premium. So many people are trying to charge premium when they haven't even had a client yet that they've delivered that package, that service, that, talk, that offering, right? They're waiting to get paid the premium and then do the thing. But it's only by doing the thing that you can then ask for the premium, right? It's by having the experience that you can get the thing that you ultimately want. Does that does that make sense? Are you guys following that? Yes, no, are you still here, right? But experience is the most important asset, right? Because when you have that, that that's what allows you to step into that full belief and that full authority, right? Do you see what I'm saying? Like, that's the thing that allows you to step into. And so you will project a very different energy in your written marketing, in your, in your in-person networking, in your video marketing, however you're marketing and networking and building your business and all of that, because you will say, I have in your mind, right? Somewhere back here. I always say the subconscious is like back here. I don't know why. Subconscious back here, guys, right? But what you will say is, I know this to be true because I have had people use this, use this process, use this system, use this information to have great results, right? I have that. Does that, are you guys, so the number one, so out of the three things, the number one thing that you can do is get experience any way you can, as quickly as you can for the thing that you're struggling with, right? If you want to get fully booked with a waiting list, get fully booked with a waiting list so you can start saying, guys, I am fully booked with a waiting list, right? And that's how you will continue to attract people to stay fully booked with a waiting list. Does this, does this make sense? You guys are getting really quiet on me, so I really want to make sure, right? So then the second thing, right? So that's the first thing that I did, that Paul did, right? We decided experience was the most important thing. So what I did, right? What I did was I just wanted clients. So I do the same thing. I took free clients, right? Took free clients. So get the experience. That's what this client did of mine, right? Took on free clients. And she took on like two full clients because that's fully booked for her, two clients at a time. And she was able to attract more because she showed up right? that belief in authority. So that's the first thing, right? The second thing out of the three things is do one thing and do it well. And this is kind of what Lana was saying, right? Like, nope, I'm just on Facebook. I'm just concentrating on the one thing to market, right? But this isn't only with marketing. So hear me out because I'm going to talk about this, right? Do one thing and do it well. It's in what you offer, how you offer it and how you market it, right? One thing, one thing, one thing. Do one thing and do it extremely well. This is why I asked that question about what you guys are doing to get clients, right? But the concept of picking one way, one way to build awareness in your business, the concept of picking only one way to nurture relationships, the, the concept of offering only one offer, right? Like the concept of one thing terrifies people like crazy. How many of you does that terrify, right? It's like if a Facebook group, running your own Facebook group or posting in other Facebook groups, if that's the way that you've decided to build awareness in your business, right? To go out and let people know your business exists, only do that, get excellent at it, learn all the features, learn all the things, show up in the ways and don't do anything else, right? If A podcast, if a podcast is the way you wanna build relationships or nurture, and there's a difference between building awareness and nurturing relationships, but that's another another video for another day, right? But if a podcast is the way that you wanna do that, right? Then only do the podcast. Stop getting on Instagram. Stop doing Instagram store. (laughs) Like stop doing all that stuff. Now I'm going to tell you it's not forever. So keep listening, right? But like stop doing all that stuff and do your podcast and learn everything you can about podcasting and do your podcast extremely well. If you want to be on Instagram, Great, only be on Instagram. Stop trying to be on Facebook and Twitter and Facebook ads and LinkedIn and everywhere else and only go in on Instagram and learn every feature about Instagram. Learn how to use Instagram extremely well, right? If you only wanna use speaking to grow your business, if that's the way that you're mainly gonna build awareness or nurture relationships or whichever way you pick, right, then only go all in on speaking, Learn that industry, do it extremely well, pitch yourself well, speak well, like get visible that way. Stop doing everything else, right? If a newsletter is the way that you're gonna nurture, because that's not an awareness tool, but if a newsletter is the way that you're going to nurture relationships in your business, then only do the newsletter. Learn everything about email marketing. Learn all about all the features of your mail provider. Like, learn how to use them, use them well. Learn everything you can about subject lines and all of that, right? Like, and do it extremely well. Does this make sense, right? And, and I see that Valerie says, I struggle with this because I have so many ideas. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. But this is a piece about marketing, right? How many resist marketing in only one way? Because you feel like, but that won't, I need, client. again, fear-based decisions versus what's in the best interest of your business. Yes. A fear-based decision is, but I don't have clients. I don't have the money I want. I don't have the clients I want. So I need more people to see me. I need more people to learn about me, to have more chances to get clients so that I have money. And so I can't just be one place. I need to be all the places in hopes that I'm going to get all the eyes on me in hopes that I get a client because I need money. Right. So that's like that personal financial situation causing your decisions, right? Versus what's in the best interest of your business. The best interest of your business is to stay in one place, do something extremely well, go really deep on it, because your results are equivalent to the actions that you take. If you take a lot of scattered actions, you're just going to get scattered results, right? But if you take a quality action, if you go deep with that, you're going to get quality deep results back, right? So many people come to me saying, I'm doing all the things that I don't have the results I want. And I say, stop doing all the things. And they're like, well, I can't do all the things. I need the results. And I said, but you're doing all the things and you're not getting the results you want. So all the things aren't getting you the results that you want. It's not working already, right? It's not working already. So when you do a lot of things, you kind of do them okay. You're going to get Kind of okay results, right? So instead go all in on one way to build awareness in your business and do it extremely well. Go all in on one way to nurture those relationships and do it extremely well. I'm not saying forever, right? What because some people are like, but Rita, I don't just want to be on in- Rita, you're not only on Facebook. I see you on Instagram and I see you have a podcast. And I yes, but I do it strategically, right? I started one thing and I got it working like a well-oiled machine. And once it was working like a well-oiled machine and almost could operate without me, right, at least for all the pieces that don't need me, then I'm able to add something else, right? And once that's working like a well-oiled machine, then I'm able, right? So like the way that I build awareness in my business is through speaking, speaking to groups, speaking to associations, speaking to organizations, doing my own Facebook lives, doing my own trainings, doing things like this, right? This is the way I build awareness in my business. The way I nurture the relationship is through my Facebook group. That's the number one main way that I nurture my relationship. So I know any way that people become aware of me, I, the next step for them is to be in my Facebook group because I went all in on my Facebook group, right? I've got thousands and thousands of members in my Facebook group, and I'm showing up. I know every feature of Facebook. I know how to use all the insights, all the data. I know um, all the the latest like little cool features for Facebook, right? I know um, how to use how to build community. I've I've done tons of research on creating community, nurturing community, engaging community, all the things of community, right? Like how to use that for my business. Like I went all in on my Facebook group and I did it extremely well. And it's gotten to a place where I can actually not be in my Facebook group for a whole week like I was this past week with the passing of my dog, right? I wasn't in my Facebook group for a week and it still worked like a well-oiled machine because I have a team and I have great members and I have right. That's when I knew when my Facebook group was working like a well-oiled machine, I could add a podcast as another way to nurture relationships, right? And Valerie says, okay, so I see one is awareness and one is nurture, right? So a private Facebook group and a public Instagram page, right? Like <laughs> and an Instagram page could be a way that you nurture relationships, right? Doing video didi- the What nurturing is real quick, and this is, again, another audio for another day, but what the nurturing is, is building know, like, and trust. So wherever that bucket, think of the nurturing stage as a bucket. What bucket are you putting them in where they can get to know you as a person, like you, know your values, trust you, but also trust you to deliver what you say you're going to deliver, the results, the work, the services, the quality that you say right? See you as a credible authority and expert in what you do. So that's like all the educational information, personal information, uh, examples of working with you through free challenges or free Facebook Live, or whatever it is, right? Um, all of that stuff, the testimonials, case studies, whatever's needed, pictures of your products, pictures of your behind the scenes peaks, everything that will help them build that no like, and trust. Where are you doing that? right? You should have one place. So one way, like maybe networking is the way you're going to build awareness. And as people become aware of you networking, you're going to move them to your, you want them to join your newsletter. And the newsletter becomes the way that you put all that information out there over and over and over again. So they're building that no like, and trust in you and eventually want to purchase from you, right? Maybe it's your Instagram. But so many people are directing people to, oh, I'm on Instagram or you can follow me on Facebook or you can join my newsletter or you can do this thing or you can do that or you can do all these things. And they're just spreading themselves way too thin and they're not getting any real good results from that, right? So you think you're doing everything, but by doing everything, you're really doing nothing. But it's not just in marketing, right? So it's not just in marketing. Um, So in marketing, when you're trying to do all the things to get visible, you're actually not being seen in any real meaningful way that attracts the kind of clients that you want, okay? So do one thing, do it well. But this also, Valerie says, that makes sense, thanks. This is also with your offerings, guys, right? So I want you to think about your services that you offer or the products that you offer. Now, again, especially for products, products are a little different, so I'm gonna put that over to the side. Let's talk about services here, right? I'm not saying you're only gonna offer one service forever and ever and ever and ever, right? But how many of you have a whole bunch of different ways people can work with you? You're like, oh, well, I take private clients and I also have a group and I also have some audios and I do some master classes, and I've got some templates and I've got like all of these different ways that you can work with me. Right. And I'm not saying, again, that you can't one day have all of those things. Right. But here's what I see when people are struggling and I dig into it. One day they're like, hey, I'm marketing for private clients. Click here, uh, have a, a sales call with me, whatever you call them, a discovery call or whatever, to see if being my private client is the right fit, or I've got three private client spots open. So go here and like, blah, blah, blah. But what happens is two weeks later, so they make a decision. I want a private client. And they start marketing for a private client. But two weeks later, they don't have that private client. right? So they start freaking out. They're like, oh my gosh, I still don't have the private client. Maybe I'm never going to get the private client. Maybe nobody wants to hire me for private coaching or private whatever, private services, one-on-one services. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start a group or maybe I'm going to start a course or maybe I'm going to lower my rate or maybe I'm going to whatever. And now I'm going to market this new thing, right? So like while I'm waiting for my private clients or instead of my private clients, so I'll, use a, I'll use coaching as an example and I'll use, but this can apply to any industry, right? But it could be, all right, I want a private coaching client. Great, I want to, so I'm going to go market for this. But two weeks later, I still don't have that private coaching client. Now where am I? In a fear-based decision place. Scarcity, lack, what I don't have, all of this will lead me to make a decision to now also maybe do a group at a lower rate than what private would be or a course at a lower rate than what private would be. And now I'm going to market that. I'm going to market that in addition to, or I'm going to market that... In, in, instead of, right? But maybe that course or that group is not filling. So now I'm like, oh no, okay, well, you know what? Now I'm going to offer this other thing in this other way. And maybe that's what I'm marketing instead of the other thing. And maybe it's an addition too, right? What that does when you're changing what you're marketing so quick, when you're, people are hopping between ways to market, but people are also hopping between what they're offering, right? And what happens is that sends a signal to everybody that you don't think that thing would work. Because if you really believed that that thing would work, you would stick with it to get the clients. Does that make sense? So like if you start marketing for five private coaching spots that you want to fill, right? But three weeks later, you haven't filled any of those spots and you decide, ah, maybe I'm going to do a group. I'll do a group at a lower rate. That's sending the signal that you don't actually believe your private coaching is going to work, that your private coaching is going to fill, that people are going to want it, that it's valuable, that it's really going to change their lives, right? Now you're sending a signal that I don't think this is actually that good. So I'm going to go out because I don't think people want it. So now I'm going to start a group, right? But then you decide to hop away from the group and offer some kind of like masterclass or something, right? Every time you change that, what you're saying is you're sending the signal of, I don't think this thing will work. And if you don't think it's going to work, if you don't think all your private client spots are going to fill, why will other people want to even pay attention to it? Does that make sense? I don't mean you'll never have multiple offerings. Again, it's after you get one offering working like a well-oiled machine. After private client spots are filling like a well-oiled machine with ease, then add a group. After your groups are filling like a well oiled machine, add a passive income product. After that, selling like a well oiled machine, add another passive income product, right? I'm not, it's, it becomes strategic. It is a decision that's in the best interest of your business at that point. Does that make sense? If I can fill all of my private client spots and I'm all full and I've got a wait list and I'm able to continue to fill them with relative ease, right? It's in the best interest of my business to now add leveraged income in the form of a group, right? And if that all starts working and filling with ease, then it's in the best interest of my business to impact more people and to pull in more revenue through passive income products, right? But it's not in the best interest of my business to hop around between a lot of things that aren't working and send out that signal, right? Because if I really, really believed that it would work, I would talk about it all the time. And I would keep talking about it until it worked, right? I would work it until it works. Does that make sense? So if I know my private coaching will change your business and will change your life, right? And I want five private clients to fill those private clients. So even at any one time, if you notice with my own marketing, even though I have multiple ways of working with people, I have a marketing calendar, and I'm only marketing one thing at one time. I'm not here saying, "Oh, hey, sign up for private coaching." But also, I have this mastermind group you could sign up for, and there's this other like group coaching course that I run, and I've got um, this passive income thing over here, and I've got a couple of templates, and I'm not I'm not marketing them all at one time, right? I very strategically have a marketing calendar. I know when to market what I'm marketing, why I'm marketing it, what it does with my overall marketing flow, my overall sales flow. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's like that bigger picture thinking that's strategic about why. And then when I'm marketing, I'm only marketing that. Right. I'm only marketing that right now. It's my final private coaching spot. I've got one private coaching spot open and then I'm fully booked. Right. Then I'm fully booked and I've got a wait list for twenty twenty one my rates go up in 2021 not a lot a little right it's going from 1250 to 1325 a month but they go up right so like right now i want to fill this this final private client spot at my current rate right that's what i want to do you're not going to hear me also market my mastermind group and also market all this other stuff right does that make sense so like you might have a lot of ways to work with you Right? But you wanna really pick one way and make that work like a well-oiled machine. You don't wanna send the signal that you don't believe in your own products and your own services. So even with products, picking one product and really marketing it and marketing it until it starts selling well and sells with ease, and so, right, like that can be so helpful, okay? But I see people all the time trying to hedge their bets, right, people are trying to hedge their bets because they don't actually believe that this thing will work, right? So that's what allowed me, right? So that's the second thing. Like number one, right? I got experience. I prioritized experience over money. I knew experience was my most important asset. Number two, I picked one thing, right? And I did it really well. I picked one marketing strategy to build awareness and nurture relationships. I picked one thing that I really wanted to offer. And what I was offering was a sales call, right? So when I first started... I put out a thing where I was just like, I just want a hundred sales. I I want a hundred calls. I want a hundred kind of free clarity calls with people. It was like a, a combination of a coaching call, sales call at the time. Right. And I was like, that's all I want because if I get really great at sales calls, then I can be really great in my business, right? And so that was the strategy that I focused on, right? I was like, okay, if I get excellent at, ha- at getting sales calls, having sales calls, converting sales calls, right, that's gonna be the biggest help of my business. So that's what my call to action was. That was the only call to action I had at the beginning of my business. Get on a free call with me, get on a free coaching call with me, let's have a conversation, let's talk, right? And I knew that the thing I ultimately wanted was private clients, right? And I took a lot of free clients at the beginning, like I said. But with Paul, right? Let me go back to Paul. His way was a YouTube series. So after his full year of just getting private clients to work with him, right? So he did his one year, due diligence, free pro bono clients to fully book his matchmaking agency, get that full belief and authority. Then he was like, all right, now I'm ready to step into some big marketing, right? And I'm ready to go all in on really marketing to continue to build this matchmaking agency. And he picked one way to do it. He picked YouTube video a YouTube video series. So it was not even just random YouTube videos. It was an entire series. It was called, I wrote it down. It was called um, The Modern Day Matchmakers. You can actually Google that and see that. The Modern Day Matchmaker. And so he said, I'm going to create the series called The Modern Day Matchmaker. It was like a 25 or 30 episode series, right? He, and he went all in on it. He wanted it to be quality. He learned how to shoot really good video. He learned how, like he learned everything about creating a series, getting it on YouTube, marketing the series. He went all in on that one thing so he could do it really well. And he said, this is how I'm going to build awareness, nurture relationships, like so really continue to grow my matchmaking agency. And so he started recording. He put out a few episodes, but six episodes into this series and still only 11 people, he said, were watching the series. And he said one of them he knew was his mom. He said, I knew one was my mama, right? Right. Only 11 people were like watching this series and one was his mom. How many of you, honestly, after like, let's say that you really put time and effort and energy, and you filmed six episodes of the series, and you had spaced them out over a couple of times, releasing them, and yet your audience stayed the same. Your audience stayed at only 11, and you had 20 or some, 20-some more episodes to go. This was going to take months and months, right? How many of you would have stopped because you're like, oh, six months in, I mean, six episodes in, we still only have 11 viewers, one of which is my mom? right? Like, oh, this isn't working. This isn't working. I need to do something else because this has already taken two months. 20 more episodes is going to take like four, five, six more months. That's just more money I'm not going to have, right? Because we're going to stay at the list like viewership. How many of you honestly would think that? I want to know. Tell me in the comments. A lot of people would, right? A lot of people would. So, but he said, no, I'm not cutting and running. That's where most entrepreneurs cut and run. They come up with a strategy. They start implementing the strategy. The strategy, they're impatient for the results. Remember, they're impatient for the results. They're not seeing the results that they want. So they cut and run before the results can come and start doing something else or start stretching their attention by adding something else. So doing something entirely different or adding on something in addition to, right? That's where most entrepreneurs like, Drop the ball, right? They cut and run, but it's scary. He could have very easily said, "Oh my gosh, I've already invested all this time and all this money, and these are six episodes in, and I'm not getting the viewers I want. I only have 11 viewers. Maybe I should do something else. Maybe I should add." But he didn't do that. He said, "No, I'm gonna keep going," right? Because number three is consistency, right? Consistency is the third thing. So number one, I prioritized experience. I got experience. In any way I could, as quickly as I could, I had one thing that I went all in on and did it extremely well, and I did it consistently. I showed up every single day for the speaking. I showed up every single day for my Facebook group. I showed up every single day talking about the one offering. I did it consistently, right? But my Facebook group, I showed up all the time consistently. Paul decided to be consistent with his Facebook, I mean, with his YouTube series. That meant. Still showing up, doing all the things and follow through, seeing it through, right? Um, I will say in marketing, if you're not consistent in how you're marketing, if you're not showing up consistently, you send a signal to potential clients and customers that you're not going to be consistent when you work with them. So if you tell people, hey, join my newsletter list, I send a newsletter every single week and every single week I send this newsletter out and blah, blah, blah. And then you miss like three weeks in a row. You're sending a signal that you can't be trusted to be consistent. And they're going to think that that's what it's going to be like to work with you, that you're not going to show up fully and consistently for them as a client. So look at how you're showing up in your marketing and sales process because that's what people are going to think it's like to work with you, right? So how are you showing up, right? Um but but anyway, so Paul decided, right? And there's a great quote that I love that your money flow, the flow of money into you is as consistent as you are. So if you want consistent money flowing into you, it will equal how consistent you are in how you're showing up, right? So how are you showing up, (laughs) right? How are you showing up? But he could have bailed, right? He could have been like, when I was doing my 100 free calls, I had people saying, yeah, cool. No, thanks, Reed. I don't really want to work with you. I don't really want coaching. But this was interesting. Thanks so much. It would have been really easy for me to say, well, screw this. This isn't working. I need to do something else, right? But I didn't. I kept going, right? Paul kept going, right? So now I'm going to tell you, how Oprah ties into this, okay? I'm gonna tell you how Oprah Winfrey ties into this. Um, Out of the 11 people watching, one of them was his mother and one of them was Oprah Winfrey, okay? One person watching his YouTube series was Oprah Winfrey. So let me tell you how how this came to be. Oprah was doing as Oprah does, right? Jetting around the world, whatever. And she had decided that she was gonna put out a show called Lovetown USA, and she wanted a co-host for it, right? So she was jetting around in her private jet with her team and doing all this stuff. And she asked, does anybody know someone who would be a really good, like a matchmaker, a dating coach, who would be a really good co-host with me for this show? And one of her team members said, do you know Paul Brunson? And she was like, no, I don't know Paul Brunson. So he went to Google to Google Paul Brunson's name. And guess what the first thing was that came up? The YouTube documentary or this YouTube series, a modern day matchmaker that he had created, right? And so Oprah said, huh, there are like six episodes here. There were like five or six episodes when she found it, right? She was like, huh, this is relatively new. You know what? I'm going to bookmark it. I'm going to watch it. And then what she said later, he learned this later, was she was watching to see, huh, is he going to continue to show up for this? Like, is he going to continue to be consistent with this? She saw how many viewers there were. She was curious, right? Will it stay consistent in quality? Will he show up for this the same way no matter what? Will he see it through? Will he be consistent in it, right? Because that for Oprah is an indicator of who's going to be successful In business, in entrepreneurship, right, is how they show up and are they showing up? That's how Oprah vets people. So if Oprah were going to your stuff, your marketing, the way you're showing up to vet if you're going to be successful as an entrepreneur, what would Oprah say? What would her vetting say, right? But she was, so she kept continuing watching the show. Paul kept showing up, putting out quality episodes, right? Showing up consistently, seeing it through. So, about halfway through, I can't remember which episode it was like 15 or something, she she had him called in right to her office. He was like, What? No way. Like, but had him call in and he got the gig. You can Google it Love Town USA. Paul Brunson was the host, right? And he got a quality result, right? <laughs> like that, that show changed his life. It, it's what allowed him to grow. The number one matchmaking agency in the world was being co-host with Oprah, right? Being a co-host with Oprah is pretty quality. He took quality action. He got a quality result, right? She even told him, hey, you bet on yourself. And so I wanted to bet on you too right? Like you weren't bailing because the results weren't showing up. You believed in yourself. You stayed consistent. You followed through, right? The kicker to this though, back on that private jet when Oprah was like, hey, does anybody know anybody who would be a good co-host? And someone said, Paul Brunson, do you know how this person knew Paul Brunson? They were one of his free clients in his first year. He said he didn't know that this person Work, he never knew until after he already had the gig that this person worked for Oprah. He had taken on a free client. He gave that free client excellent service. He went all in. He delivered results, right? That person remembered him. He changed the life of that person. He didn't know that that person worked for Oprah when he worked for that person. But that person, right, it's like if Paul had never taken free clients, and done a great job for these free clients and got the experience, that person would not have known of Paul to recommend him to Oprah. Like Oprah would have never found him and Oprah found him. But if Paul had let the results dictate his decision to not follow through with that YouTube series, Oprah wouldn't have seen what she needed to see to say, hey, this is a quality. This is These are the indicators, the markers of a successful entrepreneur. Do you see what I'm saying? And like a little bonus tip to close this out is that, Paul had the mindset that I have. So this is like a bonus mindset tip. If you can be completely and totally sure that the results are gonna come that you want in your business, that you'll be fully booked, that you'll get a client, that you'll make the revenue that you wanna make, that you'll be a paid speaker, that you'll be on the media, that you'll have your own TV show, whatever it is, right? If you can really step into, it's completely and totally inevitable that that happens, but I don't know when it'll happen and I don't know how it will happen. It may happen, from all of the things that I'm doing, or it may be some random thing that happens. I don't know, I don't care how it happens. It's gonna happen. My only job is to show up at the level as the person who would have that happen. So to put that back in Paul Brunson's world, Right, he knew it was completely and totally inevitable that he was going to have the number one matchmaking agency in the world, and he was going all in on getting free clients. And then he went all in on this YouTube series. So he's like, "Will this YouTube series that I'm doing be the thing that helps me grow my matchmaking agency to the number one matchmaking agency in the world?" He was like, "Maybe." I, I all he knew for certain was he was going to have the number one matchmaking agency in the world. He didn't know when that would happen. And he didn't know how it would happen. Would it be likely that it was from getting clients from the YouTube series, putting out an episode, getting a client? He said, probably, right? But was he open to some completely different way of it happening? Absolutely, right? If he hadn't believed that it would absolutely happen he would have looked for results from that YouTube series. And if he had only seen 11 viewers after six episodes, he would have bailed, right? And then no, he would have created his own reality. No results would come. But because he could say, you know what? It's completely and totally inevitable that I'm gonna have the number one matchmaking agency. I don't know when, I don't know how. Could it be from the strategy that I'm implementing this YouTube series? Probably, but could it also be some other random way Absolutely, and I'm totally available for that, right? My only job, meaning his only job, right, Paul's only job, was to show up as the kind of person that would have the number one matchmaking agency. So how does that person show up? following through, being consistent, doing something and doing it well, not letting low results like scare them off, making decisions from what's in the best interest of the business, not from their personal financial situation. By showing up like that, he got the results. Does that make sense, guys? So like I have to run. I have to run. It's already like I've already gone too long. But if you want to know more about this, right? go to the Rita Made Me Do It show podcast and listen to episodes one and two where I interview Paul. They are life-changing episodes. So go to wherever you find podcasts. You can Google the Rita Made Me Do It show podcast. It'll pull up a desktop player. Listen to episodes one and two where I interview Paul. Or just walk away knowing what are the three things that you can do, right? That are the three things that got me fully booked that had helped me reach six figures, that helped my client that I told you about, get fully booked that helped paul get fully booked build the number one matchmaking agency make multi million dollars get you know discovered by oprah that's helped me hit six figures helped my clients hit six figures number one focus on experience as your most important asset get as much of it as you can any way that you can number two pick one thing and go all in on it do it extremely well one way to market one way to nurture relationships one offering go all in Do it, learn everything about it, do that strategy extremely well, make it run like an oil, well oiled machine. Number three, show up for it consistently. Do the thing consistently, talk about the thing consistently, offer the thing consistently over and over. Show up as the person who already has those results or who would be the person to get those results and detach from when and how it will happen. Will it happen from the strategy you're implementing? Probably could it happen from another way? Absolutely. So if you don't see the results that you want from the strategy, that doesn't matter. It's going to happen. Your only job is to show up and consistently implement that strategy, right? So those are the three things I did. I hope you found that helpful. I'd love to know what was the takeaway? What's an aha? What's something you're going to do differently? What's something that came up for you? If you're listening on the podcast, email me at feedback at it.com. If you're watching on replay, put it in the comments. If you're watching live, put it here. But guys, This is it. See, it's simple, but it's not easy, but it's simple. If you feel like you struggle with any of this, if you feel like you want help, if you feel like you're ready to have these results, I have one private coaching spot left for 2020 at my 2020 rate. You'll want it. I promise. You can have a clarity call with me. We can talk about if it's the right fit for you. It may not be, right? So there's no obligation. It's just a conversation to find out what's possible for you to get you all of these results. (laughs) To get you the money, to get you the client, to give you what you need to get out of your own way so you can show up consistently, so you can show up and focus on the one thing, right? So you can get all of the experience you need to have the results that you want. So that's all, guys. Thank you for listening. I'll catch you next week on another episode of the Rita Maybe Do It show. I'll catch you next week on another Facebook Live. Take care. Have a great day, guys. Bye. Hey, before you go, thank you for listening to my show. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please take a minute to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you get your podcasts and leave a review. It'll only take you a second, but it will help other people discover the Rita Mimi Do It show. And my goal is to share this business-boosting and life-changing content with as many people as possible. In fact, because I value your time so much... Every month, one reviewer will win a free coaching call with me. So if you want to get laser focused and go all in on the results that you most want in your business, then leave a review now. And then head on over to RitaMamieDoIt.com where you can find the show notes from today's episode.